See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking. Hello, all of everybody, talk. and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, CK and Joe Rodermel. Melts in your mouth and, it, <laughs> and in your hands. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back, guys. I can be here. I can't follow that up, Joey. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a tough act to follow. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, he puts the pressure on. Um, just, just putting the heat. Full court press. <laughs> uh, TLC pay per view. It was uh, what seven days from or six days from how many days is it from today? Four days from today. I guess yes. three days from Thursday when this will be released. Um, before we get into anything specific, I guess first we'll mention Falls Count Anywhere. The Perfect Edge, Throwback Madness, No Mercy 2000. Listen to that. Yeah, from what I remember, that was a fun show. Some gold? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, If you like the show, if you listen to the show, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. They're a huge help. They get us to more listeners. And uh, I will let Alo move some merch. If you want to embrace the match, you can do so at watermaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, head over over to collarandelbow.com and use promo code MATTMADNESS for 10% off your order. Is there any specific item you think people should be trying to pick up? From where? From what a maneuver. Everything. Everything. Yes. Even the onesies. Uh, Even the onesies. Uh Uh-huh. If you don't have a baby, make one. (laughs) Just to buy a Batman onesie. It's It's, worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Literally. I'm working on it. (laughs) Good for you, Joey. Every every single pump is worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Um, So... I'm just going to jump into Ronnie versus the world right away. <laughs> and it doesn't actually have anything to do with anything that happened on Raw this week. On Raw? No, nothing to do with Raw, nothing to do with SmackDown, okay. technically. Okay. Um, Pratt mentioned Jimmy Jacobs on the show last week. And we kind of blew right past it. But obviously he was a writer that was let go from the company for taking a picture with the Bullet Club. And I forget <laughs> what the comment was he wrote on it. But he was there, I guess. It was like the whole invasion thing. And I guess Vince did not like it and let him go. Now, Jimmy Jacobs, Chris Jericho has come out and said, a lot of the great stuff that I did this past year, like, Jimmy was like my right-hand man on it. Like, I'd go in on Monday and say, I, I need Jimmy. Like, we need to figure this out. If Jimmy wasn't there, I'd be pissed that he wasn't there to help me with it. Apparently, he was the one who came up with the list of Jericho. So clearly a guy who's very talented and who did some of the actual really good stuff that they did on Raw let go because he posted a picture of himself with the Bullet Club. I said a couple weeks ago I would love to see Roman and the Shield be like taking shots at these guys who are really popular on the indies like the Bullet Club and stuff like that. I think it'd be fun because like obviously we're all aware of these guys. Um, But why I'm really upset is they fired a guy because they allowed themselves to get stale and let someone else fill the void that they left. Like, there was a time when WWE was, like, the cool, edgy thing, and now they allowed somebody else to fill that space because they're not filling it anymore. The Bullet Club is probably the coolest thing in wrestling right now. They can go invade 
they can, you know, release these little videos every week, being the elite. They can do entertaining things, and WWE is allowing them to do it and allowing them to build a fandom because they're not filling that space. And now a guy who's very, very talented on a show that clearly needs good writers, <laughs> he's now not there anymore because WWE allowed someone else to fill a place that they used to hold. Um, so I'm kind of pissed about that. I don't like it. I feel like, if anything, my, my wish would be that this would light a fire under them to say, like, oh, maybe we should be doing this. But I just think they're unwilling to take a risk or take a chance anymore. Um, what I do like, though, is this whole thing with Roman, the whole realist generation thing and, like, taking shots at Cody and Cody's taking shots at him. Like, this is something that could make it interesting, more interesting than a lot of the stuff they're doing. So while I am upset about this guy losing his job. Well, I am upset that they're being babies about somebody else doing something cool when they could be doing it instead. My hope is that they can turn this into something good on their own. I don't know if they will, but my hope is that that they do. Do either one of you have any thought on this topic? Mm. Nothing. I just got lost in your eyes. <laughs> it it, it it'll ha- it was happen. It was very enticing, Ronnie versus the world. I yeah. mean. Well, it wasn't anger. No, I didn't feel a lot of heat. That's but maybe why I got like yeah. engrossed. Well, they let one guy go. They only have twenty five Hollywood writers left. That's true, <laughs> and clearly the wrong twenty five are, are still there. Yeah, they're the bottom. They're bottom feeders. Yeah. Uh, so we might as well then get into it. Uh, TLC. How excited are we for it? On a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. probably about five. A-Lo. Being realistic. I'm gonna Joey on that one because um. Other than the Shield thing and probably the women's title match, they haven't really, like, moved anything forward. Everything's just kind of there. And um, the Cruiserweight division, we kind of – I think we're kind of, like, selling it a bit short because we don't watch 205 Live on a weekly basis and some of us are phased out of don't care about Enzo anymore. But that's been a pretty steady, constant story right. for the last month or so. But I am about a five because they didn't really hype everything up completely. That's kind of how I feel. I'm not super excited about it. Obviously, there are a couple things going on on the show that are good, but none of the titles really are being defended. Like, they're all tied up. Well, one is gone. <laughs> then We'll get to that. Yeah, then two of them are tied up in one match where neither one of them are being defended. Uh, so it's just the women's belt and the cruiserweight title being defended on the show. I think that takes a little something away from it. But we got the official return of the shield they came out of the crowd to the shield music at least to start the show um i thought it was cool i liked that they were back in the tactical vests and the the black pants. the full look yeah i i liked it and i thought that it was very fitting like especially to see dean in that get up again I think I feel like it just it suits him yeah. so perfectly. Yeah, he shined because mm-hmm. I legit marked out at home when I heard Sierra Hotel India Echo Lee Me too. Shield. And I was a little disappointed it wasn't loud enough. Like, I heard it, but it didn't like. It really it, you heard Kurt Angle talking over it. I would have liked it to have been a little louder, but it was an awesome moment. The crowd loved it, and another thing I really like is, I feel like, the whole thing with Ambrose biting off more than he can chew. We've talked about it a lot on this show. I feel like that plays as a better story with him having backup. Like, when he has those guys as help, 
Yeah. It allows him to get away with biting off more than he can. Yeah, he can run a little wild, and he has he has backup to keep him keep him in line, kind of. Yeah. Or help I, him out, I should say. Yeah, I feel like it helps that character so much. Seth Rollins really needs to eliminate the word baby from his vocabulary. <laughs> like, it's not your thing. It's Adam Cole's thing. Yeah, baby. Yeah, don't do it. Um, were you excited to see The Shield? Did this make you even more excited to see them at TLC? Yeah, definitely, because, like I said, I, I was shocked they gave us the tactical gear on Raw right away. I thought they were going to hold that off for them to have a bigger moment at TLC. Like I said, I marked that at home, and me and Prep were talking last week about how Dean Ambrose, when they came out last week, Dean Ambrose looked like the star. Even when they came out through the crowd this week, he even looked like he still looked, just looked like the star because it, it suited him. He could just be that, yeah. that lunatic. I, I just need him to slick his hair back, and I'll be completely satisfied. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to do no. that again. Go with, the Corey, <laughs> go with the Corey Feldman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I even like the way when they got to the ring, they each went to their corner and mm-hmm. cornered an angle because that's, that's what they're known for. Yeah. They can get you from all three angles. That's what they're known for, and... Kurt never seen that before, so mm-hmm. I did like that whole aspect of it. And throughout the night, I <laughs> we'll get to that throughout the night, mm-hmm. but it was great. But I'm really I was so happy to see the Shield back. Yeah, me too. Are you looking forward to this match? Yes and no. I mean, like, like. Well, actually, before you answer that, we okay, might, we might as well say what. Sure, happened. fine. We had Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns set up for a cage match. If Braun won the match, it would allow. The Miz's team to add Adam yet Edward. another member. Yeah. So we would have, and the the assumption was that it was going to be Curtis Axel, who was very fired up at the idea of having a match in his hometown. I have a new appreciation for Curtis Axel after <laughs> Monday night. He his his pep talk, his motivational speech, it was great. I loved every second of it. It was good. I I You're thoroughly enjoyed it, up? it myself. Yes, it was fantastic. It was good, especially knowing that those guys didn't care. At exactly. All. <laughs> like, go find Roman Reigns. Yeah, like it, it just completely fell on deaf ears. And, and was, then they just like sent him off to the wolves. And the Miz was like, "Where's Axel? Where's that? It's on the find Roman Reigns." Yeah. It's like, ooh. Mm. How good was the Miz's face when they told him that he went to go find Roman Reigns? Like he was not happy at all. But then the Miz reveals Axel was never my fifth guy in the first place. So after. Sheamus and Cesaro and the Shield try to get involved. They end up locked back in the garage, out in the back of the arena. Kane comes up out of the ring and potential Roman, governor yeah, Kane. Yeah, cause Roman the match, allows himself to be now the fifth member of this team. And my first thought was, what is this? <laughs> like uh, this is one of my biggest pet peeves about this company. You use Kane and the Big Show as punching bags for everyone. And then you want to try to act like they're so uh, fearsome. Or It's like, no, like you've given me no reason to think anyone should fear these guys. Just flip-flop them at will. Yeah, Kane is not... I don't view him as threatening. I don't. I just don't buy it. I don't believe it the way Alo believed that the Conquistadors were separate <laughs> from Edge and Christian. Wait, they're not? Wait, what? Yeah, I just don't believe it. I don't know. How do you guys feel about Kane? Yeah, I was surprised to see him come out. I mean, it again, like you said, you don't really have that feel of intimidation or like this is like uh, outside of the fact that it's five guys, it's not like Kane does anything for me. Yeah, not to mention Braun Strowman is already there. Like, so now if they lose to the Shield, like you're making Braun look even worse. <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand. They'll find some some way around that. I, I have a theory about that, but um, the whole Kane thing, um. 
uh, I think my best friend had the same reaction as you. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? Mm-hmm. But that's still not my what is this of the week. Okay. But You're saving your Yes. Uh, but it was very odd and bizarre. I expected Joe. That was my guy who I thought was on That's what I thought, too. That's who I would have loved. That would have been, been really cool. Yeah, and I did like the new remix of his music, and I'm guessing the election is over and all, but I think this is kind of a thing of you retired my brother. Yeah. Th- things. It makes yeah. sense from that standpoint. But. Yeah, yeah, but like Ron said, like the big show in Kane is, and you giving Miz and Shazaro the spotlight against the Shield, and Strowman at that, like you, Miz and Shazar, they've been there for a while, but Braun's fairly new. You put him in his spotlight, and then you're bringing somebody older in, and it's taken away from them. Even though Kane's not an integral part of the match, but he's still there. He doesn't need to be there. Yeah, it just muddles it for me. And like you guys just mentioned that having those guys, like having the Shield beat five guys, just buries everybody. I would love that. Mm-hmm. A couple. <laughs> I would love wrestling Twitter. I I I would love it. But what the Miz did, but trapping the um, Ambrose and Rollins into the garage, I think we're still going to end up getting a three on three. Because because I can't see a five on three happening now. Now next month at Survivor Series, if I'm not sure if the, if it's going to be champions versus champions, or you're going to have your elimination matches mm-hmm. or whatnot yet, but. I kind of want this to get back to three on three. So my creative writing would do, mm. not unlike these twenty five Hollywood writers, yeah. I would have the Shield possibly take out Strowman and Kane, and get this to what it was supposed to be the three on three originally. Yeah. Well, they fire their creative writer, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like your singular writer. Yeah. Yeah, the one. The one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the one. Um, I did enjoy. The Miz TV segment, as I always do. But, yeah, I am looking forward to this match. I do think it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be cool to see those guys back in action together. It could be good, but it could be messy, depending on how, again, if they, if they write themselves out of it. But we'll see. Tom will tell on that one. Joseph, who's your prediction? Right now I'm going with the Shield. Halo? Bat out! Shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you have to go with the Shield. It would be ridiculous for them not to win it. I can't wait for them to bury them. Yeah, Intercontinental Championship and Tag Team Championships, you know, just shoved into this match with no real stake of either one changing hands. Um, I honestly think the next biggest thing on this show is the the debut of Asuka against Emma. I'm excited and terrified at the same time. Yeah. She doesn't have a stupid nickname yet. Does she have one before Sunday night is over? No. You don't think so, Joseph? You think she's going to get a dumb nickname? The Princess of Pop? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I, I'm i just terrified that they're going to give her an awful name. Yeah, just something something that you're just going to, like, be horrified and mortified by. Yeah, I, I hope they don't. Um, but, Ayla, what do you expect from her debut? I talked about this a, a week or a couple weeks ago that this match isn't going to be better than their TakeOver London match. And... NXT and WWE, like I always say, the two different entities. NXT is a wrestling show, WWE sports entertainment show. So... We went around the table a few weeks ago, too. Like, do you think it's going to be a competitive match, or do you think it'll just be a, a squash match? Yeah, I think it's going to be like a Goldberg. Ooh, a Bill. You said his name. <laughs> wow. It's going there, to should be, be. there should be a jar here for we have to, we have to contribute for that. 
I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to edit that out now too. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, it's going to be a Bill style match like Brock at uh, at Survivor Series last year. I think it's going to be over in 90 seconds or less. Yeah, and like it or not, they kind of have given Emma this thing like she's like this big social media star. Basically, that's what they, the, the yeah. character they kind of given her. But yeah, I I'm terrified for Emma because we all on the show love Emma, and I don't want Emma to go out. In that kind of blaze of glory. Yeah. yeah, you don't want her to get buried, which is kind of what you anticipate at this point. It, what, the, what did Corey Graves say when they're going over the match? Asuka's going to kill you or she's coming for you or something like that? Something along those lines. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's the only smart guy on, 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 on TV. What type of reaction do you expect Asuka to get? I don't know. That's the, that's the thing. She she's a, colorful, she's a colorful character, so I think that... Um, the casual fans will take to her from that perspective, and um, once I think she has a harder hitting style too, so I think they'll take to that as well. So I think after the match, she'll earn a lot more people's respect. But she is that kind of colorful character you can get behind, and you know how Vince is with the whole mask and the robe. So she has selling potential, and she'll be basically raw Shinsuke Nakamura. I was gonna say, so how long until they completely overdo it? Oh, immediately? Two weeks. <laughs> that's that's a long time. Like, is she going to take off the mask and have another one underneath? <laughs> Multiple masks? Like yeah. the Isidores? Yeah, I don't... I'm, like I said, I'm excited for her to get there, but I'm, I'm afraid of what they may do to her. What do you think? Do you think this is like a quick 90-second match? Do you think it goes a little longer? Well, I mean, what I hope is is a good match, but what I think is going to be just a squash match. It's just going to be getting Ashka over with the, with the fans who might not be familiar with her from NXT. Is the way I see it. I'm just curious. When do you think it goes on? Do you think they put it on before the main event? What the Oscar match? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you think it's the last match before? Oh the no! Main oh event? no! Um, probably somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't be shocked if it opens. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Um, the women's championship is on the line. The grandma Mickey James, <laughs> the savvy vet, against Alexa Bliss. Biscuit butt. Yeah. You guys think this has been good? I loved build? it. Yeah. Have you enjoyed it? I've enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not, like, super behind it, but I've definitely enjoyed it. I've, I've been engrossed in it, and I've always been a fan of Mickey James. So, yeah, it's been fun. So, because my feeling initially was, like, I don't know how invested I'm going to get in Mickey James at this point. And they actually managed to make me care. Like, over the course of the last two or three weeks. I thought that she had a good performance in that tag match on Monday night. Uh, clearly, Biscuit Butt is over. Like, that's the thing now. <laughs> I love that Alexa said that she was body shamed. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when she said that. Like, it's just such a perfect thing for that character to say. Um, Mickey said it again. And how much of a shock is it to find out that Mickey James is Donovan's mom? <laughs> I bet he feels really, really bizarre right now with all the comments <laughs> he's made towards his moms. Probably. It, yeah, he, he can't feel good about it. Uh, the Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, the long-lost son of Mickey James. And I thought he was a lot older than three. I didn't you would think. Was, yeah, I thought so. Um, what did you think of the tag match, Mickey and Bailey against Alexa and Emma? It was okay. I mean, it was a good TV match. It kept me... I didn't change the channel, so... A plus? Yeah, it's always a plus. Uh, yeah, I li- I really enjoyed Mickey's performance specifically in it. Um, 
I wish I felt more like there was a chance the title could change hands. And I yeah, you definitely don't like think is. that's going to happen. I mean, you, you can't really see a title run in Mickey James's future. Although, is there any chance that Vince looks at it like this would be a story? You know, we could talk about her being... She might be the oldest woman to win the women's championship. I have no idea who the oldest... <laughs> like, that might be a story they could tell. Like, I have no idea. But he's all about, like, what will people talk about on Twitter? <laughs> like, that's what he cares about. She'd be doing it for Donovan. <laughs> yeah, they'll get to talk about that being her sixth title reign. Um, and then it gets them to get Alexa Bliss another title reign if she wins it back very soon after. And that's another thing we've read that Vince is all about, like just flip-flopping titles back and forth and acquiring more and more title reigns for people. So I almost wouldn't be surprised if they did it just to get an extra title reign for someone. I don't know. What, do you, what are the odds that this changes hands? Zero? I think it's zero. I think it's just giving her one final right. I'm, I wonder how long she's going to be there. Because, like I said, she she still has her son. He's fairly young. Because like, even when she came back, I was shocked, too. Because I know Magnus goes in and out, and that's her husband. And, <clears throat> and with her on the road all the time, I wasn't sure about how, how that situation, how that is, is even affecting her. So I'm not Because sh- she has been there for almost a year now. Because she came yeah. back last year to take over, then debuted, I believe, in January. I go with 5% chance. So you think there's a slim the, chance? The, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. And I, and I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'd be happy for her if she got it, similar to the way I was happy for Natty. Um, Natty's done good with it too, so. But I do think Alexa's the best person for it at this point still. I don't know. What about the rumors that Nia Jax may want to leave? I feel like this is getting blown way out of proportion. Like, everybody's being rumored to want Yeah, to. I do, too. Um, For the women, because for the, what the women have become, it's really become, like, a, women, a women's revolution. Like, the women in WWE, whether they're, whether they're on TV or not, they're everywhere. Like, Nia Jax is going to be on Total Divas with Alexa and Carmelo on this new season. She's out there doing the modeling stuff, whatever. So, WWE, as, as women, WWE, they do put you out there, and you kind of are living your dream. It's not just all about TV now, especially right. for all these women. So, I kind of find that hard to believe. It's not like the Cruiserweight division where you're just a, you're just a guy. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's kind of blown out of proportion. So, that's a personal reason. I kind of believe that because, like I said, they do more with their women, and there's more things out there for their women to do. Right. Um, we all went on a limb and picked Asuka, I think. We're all yeah, it's a stretch. On it's a stretch. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be in agreement again. But Joseph, who do you have? I'm going to go with Biscuit Butt here. Yeah? Yeah. Good choice. I think she'll whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Halo? Alexa. Yeah, Alexa. I think we're all in agreement. And then... All the way down, buried in the pre-show, Sasha Banks against the original savvy vet, Alicia Fox. Did anybody Alicia else think it was Fox. hilarious when she shoved the ref down on Monday? The ref, very Earl Hebner-esque. Yeah, oh, I died <laughs> at that. Like, I'm a ref. You can't, as he's sitting there on the floor. And then he's a distant relative of mine, which is very sad. <laughs> Did you enjoy that or no? I, I don't enjoy most of the stuff they do with Alicia Fox at this point, but yeah. that actually got a laugh out of me. When she shoved them to the floor. Well, they went back to kind of her being the crazy character, which mm-hmm. is somewhat entertaining. Yeah. Um, I didn't pay much mind to it because I was kind of checking my fantasy scores at that, <laughs> at that point. Sorry, sorry, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alo, any interest in this? I'm kind of a sucker for those whole um, 
I've been here for X amount of years, so I'm overlooked thing. Yeah. I'm kind of a sucker for that storyline because the story, there's certain storylines in wrestling that work, and that's one of the storylines that does work. But not really. I just want to see Sasha, <laughs> honestly. That's all. I don't really have any Sasha rele- interest. Sasha in relegated to a non-important um, match again? Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming we're all in agreement. Sasha Banks wins this match. You could bank on it. Halo, you're not? He, I go Sasha. He went to Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alicia Fox. Hey, after WrestleMania Access, I have a new appreciation for Alicia Fox. You do. Yeah, so do I. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Different kind of appreciation. Yeah. I keep that behind closed doors. <laughs> uh, I think I might know what your what is this is. I'm about to bring up what I think it is. There's literally... <laughs> <laughs> there was a match on the last pay-per-view. That was billed man versus man. <laughs> and I talked about it incessantly because of how stupid that is. And I didn't think it would get much stupider than professing a match to be man versus man when every match that's not a women's <laughs> match is man versus man. But my God, they are calling a match the demon versus sister Abigail. Like, that's a real thing. I, I'm blown away that now sister Abigail is in a match with the demon. Is that your what is this? Correct. Can you say it for me? What is this? <laughs> Somebody say Finn Balor, please. This is so bad. Did you see uh, the thing Russ tweeted today? I did um, not. The picture of Finn? I have I, to show it to you. It just, it, like, the caption is like, we're going to need you to keep uh, doing this feud with Bray. And it's just a picture of uh, Finn, like, almost like shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm blown away by this at this point. I... I haven't bailed yet. I've told you guys from the, the second they started this, like, I'm at least going to wait it out and see what they do. And maybe there's a chance that they'll do something enjoyable or interesting or different. More than likely, it'll be something dumb that I don't like. I feel like it's leaning heavily in that oh, direction. Oh, yeah. It, that, that, that ship is mostly downriver at this point. You're about hit, you're about to hit that uh, waterfall. Yeah, I'm... I'm not abandoning ship, but I'm not feeling good about it. You're going down with the ship, actually. Yeah. This is so bad. Did it at least look to you guys like Finn had a little bit different, a different demon look than he's had? The pumpkin? The pumpkin, yes. It was a little more themed. A little more seasonally themed. Uh, I didn't I didn't think of it as a pumpkin. I think I was just like, oh, a different color. Oh, I, I, it was straight pumpkins for me. <laughs> So it is the great pumpkin against Sister Abigail. Yeah, and I was and I was thinking, is that a Vince thing or I know Finn's. That sounds like a Finn story. Finn's great usually pumpkin. Finn's usually up to the like he's real theatric, so he's like into different things. As Halloween's coming up, so you know it'll be great. It's October. <laughs> be a pumpkin. <laughs> like oh god. What was that? I said Mister McMahon. <laughs> It'd be a, a pumpkin. A pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I. This is so bad. I don't have high hopes for it. I, I don't even really know exactly what to say. You saw. I didn't even really know how to even say it. <laughs> yeah, you look. You look befuddled, and you're tripping every word. Just a little bit. Yeah, I, I still am. I'm. What is this going to be? Is is Bray going to go down the ring like dressed as a woman? Like, what is this it, going to be? I mean, is that's he going to have was. the potato sack over his head? Yeah, that's what it was last time. It was just Bray in a potato sack. I mean, that's kind of what I'm anticipating will happen. I don't know. Is it going to be? I, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> in, in a way, I guess I'm a little bit excited because I at least am like, okay, I want to just see what this is. Oh, God, it's so bad. 
Like, do you think it's going to be Bray dressed like that? As Scarecrow, yes. How? How can you do? That? How can? You do that? <laughs> it's Halloween, bro. I guess I'm. I really just. I hope that that's not the case, but I know that is going to be the case. Yeah. My thing is, you're going to have the demon lose to this. We'll do a pumpkin and a scarecrow <laughs> for Halloween. I love it. Kids, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. Anyone else with any more thoughts on this? Why? I mean, what kind of thoughts can we put towards this? I, I mean, almost feel like we don't pick a winner because there are two losers in this match. <laughs> Let's skip it. Nobody wins this. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's catching. Unless one of them one. starts spewing candy corn in the middle of the match. I love candy corn. Not interested. What you do? Yeah. How? <laughs> I think you're the first person I've ever heard say you like candy corn. Dude, I had a bag today. <laughs> you, wait, when you he, say I had a bag, like you possessed a bag or like no, no, he he, he crushed a whole bag. I had a bag today. Wow. He crushed a whole bag today. I don't. Good I don't. For you. I don't eat candy on the regular. I'm not. I don't really have a sweet tooth. But but when I do, it's candy. Yeah, corn. it's seasonal. Candy corner go home. It's seasonal. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you like the flavor, the texture? I don't. Part of. I don't know. Am <laughs> I sleeping on candy corn? Like, <laughs> You're missing out. You're missing out. Yeah, big that's time. my favorite candy. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll have to sit down over a nice bag of candy corn. Yeah. Maybe maybe our Halloween show. Yeah, that's almost as bad as the Finn Balor storyline. What's today's date? The eighteenth. Yeah. yeah. So next week will be the twenty fifth. So yeah, maybe the twenty fifth. We'll have to bring in. I'll bring in a bag of candy. Corn we'll sit. We'll sit over a bag of candy corn. <laughs> discuss <laughs> things. I got stashes at home. I'll put, I'll put a bowl of candy corn right in the middle of the table. <laughs> um, I think we should for like seasonal ops. I mean, come on. Get get on that suit. <laughs> Can I just say, if they are actually going to introduce Sister Abigail, how do they have Sister Abigail lose? Yeah, yeah. I, I, my pick was Br- Sister Abigail to win. Joey? I thought we were picking. I'm picking Candy Corn. The Candy Corn is the winner of this. Yes. I'll pick Sister Abigail just because if it's not Sister Abigail, I don't know why they even bothered well, to do this. J- just, for, just for giggles, I'll go Finn. So you got the pumpkin. I'm going Pumpkin King. <laughs> um, you know what? I could live with Pumpkin King more than I can live with Demon King. Uh, so, Cruiserweight Championship. We have Enzo challenging for his recently lost Cruiserweight Championship against Kalisto. Enzo has a stable now, all of a sudden. Yeah, my question is when they get a stable, because like, just prior, everyone was beating on him and couldn't stand him. Now he's got a stable. I think it just became like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like I really think that's all it is. Well, like I said, I don't watch. We have, we I haven't seen 205 live, so I don't know what's going on with that. I don't either, um, and nothing about it made me feel like I need to know what's going on with it. I did at least enjoy how aggravating Enzo was, like him trying to start the "You Deserve It" chant when they were beating up Kalisto and him. You know, mocking him as he's laying on the ground. Uh, and Kalisto can He's full on heel. You remember in my, my beloved movie, D2 The Mighty Ducks? Mm-hmm. The Ken- Charlie Conway. No, yeah, not that guy. But um, remember they get him beat down by Iceland? And, yeah. And Gordon goes to Kenny Wu and says, What can you do for me, son? He's like, I can do a triple aerial <laughs> and score a goal. He's like, Show it to me, son. And then he tried to do it. And he squashed him, and he came back to the bench, and Coach Gordon Bombay said, was that it? <laughs> so when Kalisto said he's going to do a lucha thing, I was like, is that it? Yeah. 
Like, don't give him a mic ever. Yeah, agreed. And then he forgot he was the champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot to write it down. He literally said, like, at TLC, I, like, I'll become champion. It's like, you are. <laughs> You're wearing the belt around your waist right now. Become champion again. Yeah, I'm going to become cha- the two-time cruiserweight champion. It, Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, Enzo's going to win, right? There's no reason for him not to. Yeah, Enzo. Joey? Yeah, I'll go Enzo. You'll go Enzo? Yeah, go go Enzo. He's 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 heel, carry the title. Get it back on them. And then Gallagher and Kendrick against Cedric Alexander and the homie Rich Rich Homie Rich Swan. Rich Homie Swan. I really don't can't even make an educated guess on who's going to win this. I love Jack Gallagher, but I also am a big fan of Cedric and Rich Homie Swan as well. I don't know. Does anybody have any thoughts on this one? Outside of the match, I mean, I don't have a lot of thoughts. I think, um, I think uh, Swan. Is anyone else surprised this isn't on the pre-show? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm very surprised. Because I, I checked the card. It didn't have the kickoff logo on it. The Sasha Foxy yeah. match did. Yeah, it's crazy. Very I, surprised. I, was... I thought it would be definitely a pre-show match. Do you think? Do you Going think homie Swan. <laughs> do you think there's any chance this means that they are trying to push the cruiserweight division more? I think so. I mean, obviously putting Enzo there and putting it in the main event for a couple weeks showed you that they were trying something. Do you think they're maybe more invested in it? Do you think they realize, like, oh, we really let this thing fall off? Mm -hmm. Let's try to push it a little bit and see if we can get some interest in it? Yeah. Do you think having these two matches on the show puts them anywhere close to rejuvenating it? If it's quality matches, maybe, but... Not off. I'm, I'm not like. Oh, I have to see this now. I mean, I'm, doesn't get me. Doesn't get the needle moving. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they actually showing the storyline from Two of Five Live on Raw, and they actually giving it a pay per view match on the main card so it can actually be seen. And like you said, like I think they're trying to like build some characters in this cruiserweight division because I think with en- bringing Enzo in and got has more eyes on it, and it's like okay, maybe you can actually do something with these other guys now. Yeah. Um. What are you looking forward to most? About TLC. Well, Shield won, for sure. Next to that, I'm not. I'm not really. Not it's, looking forward to much. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some stuff I'll, I'll like to see, but definitely, definitely the Shield. And again, I hope it's not a five-on-three match, like in the traditional sense. Five-on-three. I think. I hope like Alo's storyline plays out. But that that's the thing that's kind of drawing me right now. So maybe get a Samoa Joe comeback. So that is a TLC handicap match, correct? Yes. Are there any other stipulations on the other matches? No, that's the only TLC match they have. So it's not really a TLC pay per view. Yeah, because they usually have a table match, a ladder match, and a chairs match. They didn't have that. Interesting. Like why? I, I, I did too. I thought it was real strange. Why would you not? Like, this gets back into the territory of why do you have, like, specific themed pay-per-views every month? Like, I wish they would get away from that. I don't think they ever will because I think they just, it's all about the branding and, like, you know what to expect every month. But that, it kind of forces you to tell stories you may not want to tell. Like, how are you going to every year make sure that you have matches worthy of being in a Hell in a Cell every October? I don't know. I'm... 
I, I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy the show. I think the matches will be good for the most part. Yeah, I mean, uh, there'll be some good matches. I don't know what's going to happen with the Pumpkin King. Um, hmm. I do like Alexa Bliss, uh, Mickey James. I think that'll be a quality match. You want to see what Asuka brings to the table. So there'll be some good matches out there, but nothing that, like, this is a must-see pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I think basically the whole company is a two-story production right now. You know, the one on Raw is the Shield reuniting. And then there's one on SmackDown, which I guess we could transition to that, unless anyone had any other thoughts from Good Raw transition. Or, or TLC. Safe and bound. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so the other story is the Sami the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens story. Um, they obviously are united. We saw that last week. We saw it again this week. Daniel Bryan opened the show. Sami Zayn interrupted him. A little bit more smug this week. Definitely smug. Last week he came out happy, almost as if nothing had happened. And this week he came out like a little bit more... Pretentious. Yeah, like a little bit more full of himself. He was a little bit aggravating, I felt like. He kind of went at the fans a little bit. Uh, went at Brian a lot. Oh, yeah. Put him uh, down. Said he can't can't do anything anymore. You still look up to him. Now he doesn't even want to be anyone close to him. Yeah. Like, I was always trying to catch up to you, and, like, now I want to be nothing like you. Um, Owens comes out, and my favorite part of this whole promo was basically just Owens saying, like, you turned into Which, everything that you fought against. Yep. Like, you're... And he said, I'm just trying to do what's best for these fans. He said, no, what you meant to say was, you're trying to do what's best for business. Daniel Bryan has become the authority. I love that. Um, and pretty much anything Kevin Owens does. Ayla, <laughs> what were your thoughts on this segment? I loved it. Sami Zayn, perfect. The way he just came out to the ring, the same. And, like, nothing's changed. Daniel Bryan said, what was going on with you? Sami Zayn, Nothing. I was taking control of my career, and that's true. Because even the guys that just re- well Neville and Aries or whatever, I don't know if you've seen Aries tweet about how he's making more money in the next six mm-hmm. weeks. And he, yeah, he basically put out a tweet saying, "I'm making more money in the next two weeks working quote unquote bingo halls than I did in my last ex- few months in WWE." And basically, when those guys, when you see guys leave WWE, like especially Cody. Mm-hmm. The chains are off, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and they take they take control of their careers. And Sami Zayn, that's what he, that's what he said, and hitting on what he did last week, talking about how I did everything right and I, I didn't get nothing for nothing to show for it. Kevin did everything wrong. He was the IC champion, was a Universal champion, he was a US champion. champion. He, like it got him somewhere, and he's saying and he has a point because he's not in the the, the selling point is that he's not changing. He's right. Out doing the same dance, saying "Let's go," raising his arms up and gets to the, to the stairs. He's not changing, and that's the perfect selling point to this whole thing. And I love what he called Brian a housewife. Yeah. I could not stop laughing because that's essentially what he's kind of become. <laughs> and with his daughter being born mm-hmm. and stuff, but I I love the realness of it because it's like Sami Zayn's whole point. It's true. He got nothing for being a good guy. And that's a typical babyface thing. Like, we always say babyfaces, they don't have any substance. And Sami Zayn is going off of that completely perfectly. And Kevin Owens basically calling Daniel Bryan a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And the way Owens always switches up, and he he's so good at kind of manipulating you. 
Yeah. And he kind of is like throwing it in Daniel Bryan's face saying, you're becoming everything you didn't want to become. Mm-hmm. You're becoming the authority. Do you think, do you really believe he's going to leave when his contract is up and go wrestle elsewhere? No doubt. Do you think that could be the story of why he leaves? Yes. Like, that he realized I just became something I didn't want to be. Yeah, because he wants to wrestle. He's made it clear. He said that he's been cleared by numerous doctors, but WWE guys won't clear him because they don't want they don't want to deal with the aftermath if something does go wrong with them because they're just protecting themselves. But he's under contract, so he has, he has obligations. Do you guys think they're making a mistake by allowing him to come back somewhere else instead of definitely. under their banner? Yeah, definitely. It's a missed opportunity. I mean, fans are still behind Daniel Bryan. I mean, a return to the ring would be an amazing thing, I guess, for everyone involved if they if they gave it an opportunity. What do you think? It's got, it's up in the air because we talked we talked about this a lot in the last few months that the boom period in wrestling is the Indies and even when um people on Facebook or Instagram that don't watch wrestling they'll they'll see like the New Day. And like they'll they'll see bootios, for example, yeah. in the stores, and they'll just make make fun of it. And I don't like to get into that whole spiel, spiel with people because that doesn't really go anywhere. But I my thing is like when I do explain to people, I'm like WWE isn't the only wrestling promotion out there. The Indies, you can argue, make an argue argue that is bigger or as big as WWE. They just don't have the platform that WWE has, but the buzz is there. Because of all these new guys in WWE, they came from all these other promotions, so that gets spotlight on the other promotions like Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Lucha, and etc. And if Brian does go somewhere else, it just it'll just keep it'll pick up that boom thing. But unless somebody has the money for the company, it's not going to compete with WWE. It may compete on a social media perspective and boom, but it's not going to affect. WWE's bottom line. Like, just look how successful Cody Rhodes has been. Yeah. And he did not achieve anywhere near what Daniel Bryan achieved or have, like, the level of adoration from the quote-unquote WWE universe that Daniel Bryan had. Do, Do you think there's a chance that someone like Daniel Bryan, who has now made his name in WWE and is beloved in WWE, leaving and going to a Ring of Honor or somewhere like that, like, how many of those fans will he now bring with him? Sort of like something I always say about John Cena. He doesn't go to Hollywood to just leave for Hollywood. He goes there to try to bring people back to watch WWE. Do you think he brings, like, a sizable fan base with him to watch another promotion? He'll bring the fan base, but it also comes down to TV. Because, like, Ring of Honor, they get the smaller rings. Most I, I think for the most part they sell out, but... When it'll come down to television too, because Ring of Honor, a lot of people don't even get the Ring of Honor television channel yeah. to watch Ring of Honor. Like they'll watch them by by nefarious means, <laughs> but they'll get the, they'll hear about the pay per view, or whatever. But they may not get it, so it's not affecting WWE's TV. And at the same time, does Daniel Bryan have the drawing power to even get Ring of Honor to compete with WWE to actually for, make actually see them as a threat and to change the way they do business? I don't think he's enough to be a threat because he, while he is unbelievably popular in the WWE circle, he's not a like household name or a crossover superstar. There might be some 
people that know him from Total Bellas, but they're not the people that are going to be tuning into Ring of Honor. <laughs> not even a little, not even by a long shot. No, uh, so I like if John Cena went to Ring of Honor, maybe. But even that, I don't know if that. Like CM Punk might be the biggest draw to go to an indie. Yeah. Because I mean, I think Brent Danny Bryan will still have a draw. I don't. I just like you said. I don't think there's enough of a platform to keep it competitive, though. Yeah, no, I, I would never assume, like, it would take something ridiculous for anyone to compete with WWE. Yeah. It would almost take, like, all of these smaller promotions banding together mm-hmm. with one super rich owner to compete. Yeah, but due to social media, the boom period, the social media era has fused the boom period in the indies. And it's a whole thing, like, we even got Bullet Club. They're a hot topic now, and almost everybody, whether you, whether you watch or not, they have a Bullet Club shirt on. Mm-hmm. I th- I almost think like Mark Cuban should start buying up all these. He's he's already got like New Japan airing on his network. I feel like he should try to get involved and start leaning on Vince. <laughs> he's a super competitive guy. Uh, he likes to win. I would love it if someone like that like was like you know what I'm gonna make a run at Vince McMahon. Like, the people that watch his product seem to not really like it that much. Maybe we could make something better that people see as an alternative. I think it would be, it would take a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of patience. But I w- it would take someone like that to do it. Like, he's a celebrity in his own right. His name alone, starting it, would cause a buzz. And if he started signing guys, it, 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 that's the only way it could happen. But I don't foresee that any time in, and probably not even in my lifetime. Like, unless WWE hits really hard times with ratings and USA decides, you know, we don't want to carry your show anymore. Like, I think that'd be the only way someone could compete is if WWE had to find, like, a smaller network to go to. And I don't see that happening either. Um, but back to Zayn and Owens. Um, Daniel Bryan put them in a match with Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. And I... Uh, this goes back to my Ronnie versus the world. I said that they became, like, not cool anymore. Like, they've even made Shinsuke Nakamura not enjoyable. Like, that's something that they that they can take full credit for. I couldn't have cared less when they announced this match. Um, either one of you have any excitement to see Sammy and KO against Randy and Shinsuke? Again? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad you did that. He's been relegated to an entrance. Yeah, that's and, all he is. And now with Shinsuke and, and, and Randy, they don't know what they're doing with those guys. They're just there. Um, they win the match with a, a low blow. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Because that goes back and to it whole, came from Sammy. Yeah, and the fact that he won, and he just seemed like, huh, that's all it took? It's, it's that easy? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I cheat every time yeah, I win. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right again. Yeah, it's a good point. They go backstage, immediately start mocking Daniel Bryan. I didn't like that Sammy said, we just beat the top two guys. Like, you have a champion. Like, that should be considered one of the top two guys. And you have someone else who challenged the champion. Who also could be considered a top guy. Yeah. I, so I was like, okay, whatever. But uh, 
Daniel ultimately says, like, I'm not deciding what's next for you. That's going to be Shane. Dun, dun, dun. So what happens here? Like, what is this deal? Does this end up just being AJ and Shane against these two guys? I don't know. I'm really interested to see where they go because AJ, he's kind of he's hinting at challenging Jinder for the title eventually. We don't, we don't know, we don't know when we're going to get that. But I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Shane's going to try to punish those guys or what. Or we may end up getting that tag team match and Shane has to find a partner. But Survivor Series is coming up, so I'm sure like we might get some kind of elimination match. Maybe Team Shane versus Team Owen Zane. That'd be interesting, at least, especially oh, for yeah. the Survivor Series. It would be hella interesting. Um, speaking of gender, uh, our 50th and final WWE champion. I don't think anyone else is ever going to be WWE champion again. Uh, he had his hero's welcome in India. Um, he came out to make an announcement. He's challenging Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. It's pretty cool. AJ came out and basically said, you haven't beat me. He takes him out, but what What do we think of Jinder and Brock? Joey? I mean, obviously it's going to be something. He came out to challenge Brock, and then Brock's going to have his reply um, it seems like they're building towards that. I mean, it's not something I, I'm looking forward to, but it seems to be where it's going. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I just don't see why exactly. Yeah, there's no real benefit either way you look at it. Yeah. Alo, your thoughts? You don't want to put two titles on Brock, who's barely on TV. And you can't really see Jinder Mahal, who, who's Joe Lafferty's favorite wrestler, yeah. well, the last carrying heard, two titles. The last I heard from Lafferty is, is a non-title match. It is a non-title match. It's just Jim versus champion. So, there's been a lot of speculation by the FCA podcast uh-huh. of this be my what is this of the week. <laughs> they were wrong. They were. But were they close? Yes, they were close. <laughs> I don't. You guys know I don't like being that fan that complains about what everybody, what they're doing on te- on yeah. television. And we we have two great minds that think alike that have a question at the end of the show <laughs> that we'll get to. But when it comes to this, you'd almost think they were the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to this, they were the same size too, by the way. But when it comes to this, it's like. I get it. It's Raw's champion, Universal champion versus WWE champion. It's, this is supposed to be a battle of the Titans, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And Brock is Brock. We know what we're going to get from Brock. And Jinder's book strong. He's basically that weasel champion. Yeah. But it's not the match we want to see. It's not the Brock like we we don't mind seeing Brock, but we don't want to see him face Jinder. Right. And Jinder has to win this match to me, because there's because there's no point of him even challenging yeah. him. <laughs> so I would think Jinder has to win this match, and the most entertaining thing in this whole match and build are gonna be the two are gonna be the guys that aren't wrestling the match. Yeah. When the Singh brothers and Paul Heyman. But I do get it. What it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a spectacle between the two Titans and the two champions because this is the first time they actually. I, 
well, one-on-one, this may be, like, the first time it actually kind of means something because back in the brother brands, but like I said, Survivor Series, they never did champion versus champions. Yeah. And if they did champion versus champion, it would be, like, on a throwaway SmackDown when they were all in the same arena. And I remember one year at Cyber Sunday, they had, like, a champion, a champion, a triple threat. It was Booker, Cena, and Big Show. But this is not the match that the fans want to see. I get it, though. But it's not what we want. This this is this has like no selling potential at all, and it sparks zero interest. And you're and I just like I said, I've said I, I'm saying this again. I understand the point, but you're putting champion versus champion, but the title these titles mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing at all, and it'll make two straight pay per views that the top title is not defended. Yeah, but I I don't mind that. I don't mind that as because the Survivor Series and is in Survivor Series is like bragging rights it means something but it's not the in-ring match that anybody wants to see now if it was aj versus brock i'll be all in mm-hmm. and but that's not the case and then aj comes out and then michael cole botches in the um the india promo where Jin, Jin, they're showing his promo from the past weekend he said jinder's gonna be in india Defending the WWE title on de- December 9th or something mm-hmm. like that. So you know he's gonna, still going to be the champion until at least Clash of Champions, which is in December. Yeah, they really telegraphed that. Yeah. <laughs> Painful. I mean, are you telling me that Brock and Jinder isn't going to be a good technical match? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No. No. The most entertaining part is going to be the Singh Brothers versus Paul Heyman. That's going to be the most entertaining if part. If I could fast-forward a pay-per-view match, I would fast-forward that one. <laughs> <laughs> um... United States Championship. Baron Corbin loses to Sin Cara. <coughs> Thoughts, anyone? They were trying to make the uh, U.S. title relevant, and then they uh, kind of push it on Corbin off of AJ, and then this. It's kind of kind of confusing what they're doing with Corbin right now. He gets a clean win over AJ last yeah. week. Which you think is in line for a big push, maybe... Again, build up, build on the title, make him significant, and then you see him lose to Sin Cara. Yeah, like granted, he didn't get pinned, he didn't get submitted, but like but the first defense. Why? He loses. What? What good is it? Or no, it wasn't the first defense, I guess, but like his first non AJ Styles defense, he loses. Um, Alo, any thoughts? Why? <laughs> you beat AJ Styles clean as a whistle, and now you losing to Kalisto. I mean, Sin Cara. Yeah. Like. You gotta love those Hollywood writers. You gotta love them. Yeah. Uh, women's championship. We had a, well, we had a six-woman tag: Naomi, Becky, and Charlotte versus Lana, Tamina, and Natty with Carmella and Ellsworth on commentary. Graves, my favorite moment of the whole thing was when Graves asked if Carmella had a newspaper for Ellsworth because he's been out <laughs> here for a while. Um, Charlotte tapped Lana. Charlotte chased Natty out. Are we getting... Do you think the next thing we get is another Charlotte-Natty rematch? Are we getting that Four Horsewomen Survivor Series match that they keep talking about? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air if they'll do champion versus champion because that might that may be a trend since we have the Universal Champion versus WWE Champion because it'll be a little bit different from doing this almost the same combination of teams mm-hmm. two years in a row. So that might be your next best bet. But Charlotte will end up getting her rematch with Natty, even if, like, that whole Starcade thing, that's still not even talked about as a network special or whatever. But Charlotte will get her rematch with Natty down the road. Um, 
Joey, how would you feel about that if the WWE Four Horse Women go up against the MMA Four Horse Women led by Ronda Rousey I mean, and well, Shayna Baszler? When they teased it in the um, in the May Young Classic, I was I was behind it. I thought it'd be very cool to watch. Um, I don't know how good the match will be. Uh, depends what they're doing behind the scenes, but I would definitely definitely be in the hype of it. I mean, I, for me, it was fun. You'd at least be excited for it. Oh yeah, I'd definitely be excited for it. Um. That was it for the women's division, right? Like, there wasn't really anything that else. That was it. Yeah. It was just everyone shoved into the same match. Yep. Once again. I had, um, speaking of this match, I was just happened to be trolling on Facebook, and I had a, uh, Facebook reminds you of a post you had. This time last year, I had a post, if if I have to see James Ellsworth win one more time, <laughs> I'm be so... Was this during his AJ Styles? Yeah, during his AJ Styles uh, few, which, you know, I wasn't a fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a point when I felt like I was the only one who was a fan of it. I, I never wavered from the James Ellsworth. Never game. wavered. Banner's, never. Banner's still flying high. Yes. I love James Ellsworth. Uh, tag team division. We had the Usos giving an interview with Renee Young. And they get interrupted by Gable and Shelton Benjamin. And is the old Chad Gable back a little bit? I loved it. I thought this was awesome. Alo, you might as well. I Go ahead it. with what you want oh, to say I love about. Chad Gable. So, okay. I was so happy. Even Shelton got the rope, have some personality in this segment. I yeah. love when they fake the Usos out. Because mm-hmm. the Usos were all in on it, too. And they were like, okay, you guys are cool. We'll shake mm-hmm. it. I was like, nope. <laughs> Just Gable uttering the phrase, rap stuff. <laughs> I thought was funny. I know all about that. They do their little thing. And, yeah, when they did that, let leaving them hanging. And he pulls his hand back and he says, think. Like, I just loved that. I felt like <laughs> the real Gable shined a little bit which we haven't seen in a while so hopefully we get more of that yeah hopefully they be allow nice him, yeah hopefully they allow him to show his personality i mean these two guys got great in-ring abilities you just got to get some personality behind them for for some fan following i mean then you can see kind of a good title run with this tag team yeah i don't know i don't know if they're going to be the ones to dethrone the usos but i at least enjoyed this segment for what it was it was brief but I thought it was good. And it made me laugh, and I was glad to see Chad Gable get to show some of his comedic side for, for a change. Uh, I actually I enjoyed the uh, Aiden English New Day segment. Too. I did, too. <laughs> that was very fun, actually. <laughs> it's Rusev Day. <laughs> just English walking down the hallway just singing. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Serenading people in his tuxedo. Yeah, then the New Day coming out, and... Giving him new names. The Gershwin of Grumpy. The Mendelssohn of Moody, I thought was very funny. And then, yeah, Rusev says, there's no more New Day, there's only Rusev Day. And then how pissed he got after they left and English started to sing the Rusev Day song. He said, you know, not now. I thought it was pretty funny, too. And um, they started to play the uh, Rusev theme song with the, with the horn. Mm-hmm. He was, oh, yeah. he, he wasn't happy at all about it. Anytime that Woods plays someone else's theme song <laughs> with the trombone, I'm all in on it. I'm always here for that. Those, uh, those, those, those guard or whatever the guy, agents, or whatever they were doing over there, they, they went ham with the New Day as soon as they came out <laughs> with the cereal. Yeah, they did. They weren't interested in anything that uh, Aiden English had to say. Then mm-hmm. New Day came out, boom. No, but still wearing the hell out of that tux, oh, which yeah. I love. Um, we had Pulp Fashion. You finally got your Pulp Fashion now. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? 
I thought it just was not as good as a lot of the other. No, it, it didn't hit. It, it felt fell a little short. Mm-hmm. I was expecting way more blood and swords. Yeah, <laughs> I like the uh, John. I like the John Cena references to um, some of Tarantino's movies in the background. Yeah, I did too. But I, I just thought this segment it was not particularly well written. No. They didn't give them a lot really to work with. Not particularly. Yeah, it just wasn't well written. Because I, I just recently rewatched Pulp Fiction. Not maybe a few months ago. I didn't it, it, catch anything. It really had nothing to do with Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, I, I, I saw this movie pretty not so long ago. It had more references to other movies than yeah. Pulp Fiction. It was more so just Breeze having on the uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah, costume. I loved it. That really was it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And it was teased that the their enemies are the Bludgeon Brothers, who had a vignette outdoors, a <laughs> uh, little bit of production value. Giant hammers. Joey, what do you think of this whole idea of the Bludgeon Brothers? I don't know what to think. I mean, I, I like these guys as a tag team. They're kind of intimidating. It could be fun. I mean, I'd rather see one on his own, um, letting him be who he is, but... I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this tag team right now. I don't know if they're kind of taking themselves too serious, the Bludgeon Brothers or not. We'll see, but... Eh. Are you happy to see those two guys back together? Well, I'm happy to see them on TV again. I mean... Yeah, I'd say so. Halo? They're still going by Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, so where'd the Bludgeon come from? I thought it was... A, I thought they got like completely repackaged with names mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, but I... I do think it is them behind it, basically. Because this has to lead something, because this has been a thing for basically since the summer. It has to pay off at some point. You, uh, would you know hope. what, though? With them, it doesn't have to. You would hope it would pay off. I mean, you're just waiting for that payday, but you could keep on waiting. Like, you're still waiting for that payday with the Finn Balor Bray yeah. Wyatt feud. Yeah, there won't be any real payoff for that. Like I said, everybody's a loser in that one. Um. Dolph Ziggler beats Bobby Roode by holding the tight, so I, I assume this is going to continue. Yep. Does anybody want to see this continue? Does anybody need to see this continue? Nope. Stop the space crap. <laughs> when do you think that happens? Well, I was hoping he would beat AJ for the U.S. title, but that's not going to happen anymore, but hopefully soon. I can't, I can't stand face Bobby Roode. What comes first? Heal Sasha or heal Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode. You think so? Yeah. 100%. You don't think we will be waiting forever for it? No. 100% Bobby Roode. Um, any other thoughts from SmackDown that anybody has? E- not so much, Doc. Okay. Alo, nothing? Nothing. This is a really light week. Yeah. I had This is the least amount of notes I think I've ever had from the two shows. Yeah. And I don't think that was any other reason. There just wasn't anything to take notes on, really. Yeah, well, nope. Raw has everything in one seg- segment. Mm-hmm. Nothing of yeah, significance. Like, literally all this stuff I would break into different sections is all in the first segment. All your key players in one segment, essentially. Yeah. Um, listener questions? Yes. This comes from my best friend, X2Flyer Trimbicky. Okay. What in the entire bleep is Jinder versus Brock? <laughs> the proposal made my eight-year-old son laugh. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> There's a list of matches Brock should have had with people. That was a brilliant transition. <laughs> There's a list of, of matches Brock should have had with people who have come and went within WWE from 2012 till now. I almost rather see Brock face the Miz. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> 
So would I. <laughs> I'm, I behind, love it. I'm behind that. Brock first and Miz. I can't answer what it is because <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I have no interest in it. I, I just don't care about it. I really don't at all. Well, this is the fiftieth and last WWE Championship. Yeah. You better get behind it. Yep. Or you're gonna miss that bus. I'm trying. It just kind of. I guess I should really embrace it. Like if this is the last WWE Champion I'm ever gonna see, I might as well enjoy it yeah. while I can. Just, just, just ride it for what it's worth. Yeah, uh, Joey, what is this? This is a celebration of India and its champion. Okay, I can I could understand that. Alo, what is this? I explained it. It's just, <laughs> it's a mess. Nobody wants to see this. No. Even I don't want to see this, and I'm and I try to be as positive as possible. I think Joe Laugh wants to see it. I can't wait for the match to happen. That he sent in his thoughts. I can't wait for that. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the Godfather, mm-hmm. I am sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> right out the gate. I am sick to my stomach. Jinder challenging Brock is a recipe for disaster. Jinder has to win. I don't agree with any of the aspect of it, but he has to win. <laughs> While I like Brock in general, please make Brock and Jinder as champions stop. Please make it stop. The arenas are empty. There is no chase. There's no champion right now. Again, please give me hope. Where does this narrative go? I am bored. The universe is bored. And I still have to wait two months until Star Wars. <laughs> well, I only have to wait a month exactly. To, no, less than a month to Justice League. So, yeah. not as bad as you laugh. Right. So, laugh. I inadvertently lied to the godson of the podcast, Joey Lafferty Jr. I guess he's not Jr. Well, maybe he is. I don't know. But uh, when I said no, the New Day would uh, come out unscathed from Hell in a Cell, that did not happen. So, laugh, I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) I can't make it stop. It is going to happen. I don't know what it is or what the point of it is. I agree with you that Jinder has to win somehow. Uh, But, yeah, I can't make it stop. Joseph, can you make it stop or no? I will use every ounce of my power, but I don't think I can. You don't wield much power in this. Well, not not, not in this. (laughs) No, no. In this area. I mean, one billion people strong. Yeah. I can't reach that many people. Right. Not even this sexiness can <laughs> penetrate that many minds. Yeah. Alo. The power of positivity came to save this. <laughs> I, I just don't care. I'm not going to let it bother me at all. It'll be a horrific match. Yeah, I can say that. It's not bothering me. I'm just like, why? Yeah. Like, I'm not upset about I it. I get it, but... No. <laughs> it seems to be the theme running through a lot of this week's uh, recap. Uh, Why? Yeah, I think that that's how I'm feeling about a lot of what's happening. Like I said, it's like a two-story company right now. There's like two things to really care about. And everything else, just like, not to, to steal this quote again, but like, what is this? That's <laughs> how I feel about almost everything else. A lot of guys just seem to be in limbo right now. Yeah. Uh, any other listener questions? Yes, we do. Okay. What would you What would you rather do with fifty bucks? <laughs> Buy wrestling shirts at Hot Topic. <laughs> Buy Sixers Big Head shirts from the Spectrum Showcase. <laughs> or buy a nice colored shirt so you can get into the Broncos. Oh wow! That. <laughs> I'm assuming no, neither one of you at this table has any idea what that Broncos reference was. Probably not even the. Uh, the showcase reference. Do you remember? Do you remember that store or no? 
No. So, the Brockus thing, back in the summer of 2001, this was right between games six and seven of the 2001 Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers versus Bucks. In Seattle City, I had been drinking since noon that day I know at that a graduation Brock- party. I know that Brockus. Okay, so, had been drinking since noon. I went to another bar, La Costa. Anyone not that hasn't been to Seattle City wouldn't know that place, but we were there for happy hour. And then around midnight, after literally 12 hours of drinking, my friends and I decide we're going to go to Brockus. I had never been in there before. I'm wearing, like, a Ralph Lauren, like, long-sleeve T-shirt. It was, like, a nice T-shirt. I think I was wearing, uh, I don't know if I was wearing jeans or khakis or whatever. I have no idea. But I'm in, we're in a long line. And I'm so drunk that a cat, like, kind of runs by the line. And I just pick up this cat. And I'm holding the cat like a baby. And, like, as girls are walking by, I'm like, hey, you want to you pet this cat? Like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm waiting in line, waiting in line. We get to the front. Like, all my friends are in front of me. And the bouncer is, like, asking people their sign and then reading their horoscope on the way in. So, I don't know. Uh, I could not tell you that. Um, We'll hear more about him in a moment. I get to the front of the line, and they check my ID, and they check another form of ID at a certain point. Anything that had my name on it was, like, out of my wallet to show this guy that I was 21 years of age. And then after I do all that and I put everything back in my pocket and I pay the $10 cover, he asks me my sign. I say, I'm a Taurus. And he says, okay, your horoscope says you're not getting in here tonight. And I kind of laughed and started to walk in. And he, like, put his hand on my chest to stop me. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, no, you can't go in. I was like, why? He's like, well, you don't have on a collared shirt. I was like, well, so what? He's like, well, that's the dress code. I said, okay. Well, how come you checked five different forms of identification? How come you took my money if you knew I couldn't get in there because I wasn't up to dress code? And he didn't answer me. And I asked him again. And I said, you know what? My friends are in there. I'm just going to go in. And he, like, pushed me back again. I was like, don't touch me again. And then he tried to blame it on the girl who was there. So I keep asking. And he goes, you know what? Let me call my manager. This little short, fat lady comes running out, like, (laughs) screaming at me. I said, lady, calm down. I said, I have one question, and all I want is an honest answer. Why did they check five different forms of identification? Why did they take my cover charge if they knew I couldn't get in here because I didn't have on a collared shirt? And she just keeps screaming at me about the collared shirt. And I asked her again, just in this voice. And I asked her about a half dozen more times. Each time I asked was less and less calm. And by the last time, I was like, you know what, lady? Like, F you. I'm just going to go home and put on a collared shirt and come back. And as I'm walking out, the woman says, like, oh, don't bother coming back. We wouldn't serve a piece of trash like you here anyway. And as she said that, I was walking past, like, a a big sign they had out front. And I punched it. It shattered everywhere. My hand is bleeding all over the place. And the lady started screaming, James, who's the bouncer, James, you know, get that, get him, whatever. And I'm like, I throw my hands, I'm like, James, yeah, come and get me. Like, I'm right here. 
and he doesn't come over and I start walking away again she screams again James get him so I start screaming like now I'm screaming at him like a lot of obscenities uh, calling him a lot of uh, names most guys do not like to be called like arms out like come, come and get me he doesn't then I hear my friend Seamus yell from inside the bar dude start running so I'm like is there going to be a bunch of bouncers now they're going to come and like roll me so I run around the corner cop car comes from one end cop car comes from the other end they end up slamming my face into the side of the car I snap I start talking all kinds of trash to the police officer while we're driving to the station I end up in there all night bleeding all over the back of their car bleeding all over the cell long story short I had to go to court in Seattle City I was never allowed on the premises of Brock's Cafe again that's what happened at Brock there's more to that story that I won't tell on this show but that's all, where the Brock is referenced. All this from, from a collared shirt. Yes, a collared shirt. But the best part of it is that happened in June. By the start of July, they did not have a collared shirt dress code anymore. So I'm kind of a trailblazer. <laughs> you, you, you started change. You, I did. You were the catalyst for change. I am an agent of change. <laughs> But with that being said, I would buy a big head shirt at Showcase. <laughs> oh yeah, I got it. I had some big head shirts. <laughs> what? Did either one of you guys have an answer for this? Well, I forget the question now. <laughs> if you had fifty dollars to spend, okay, would you buy a collared shirt to go to Brock's Cafe? Would you go to Showcase to buy the big head shirt, or would you go to Hot Topic and I guess buy what a Bullet Club shirt? Mm -hmm. I'd probably get a couple big head shirts. I would, def I would definitely. I, I I'd like the the variety of big head shirts. So, you know, I like to see how they worked in mm -hmm. the um, innuendos into the, yeah. into the shirts. Alo, <laughs> you got a, You got a preference? Too sweet. <laughs> I figured as much. Um, was that all it for questions? Yes. So last night was the opening of the NBA season. Cleveland Cavaliers played the Boston Celtics. Oh dear. Gordon Hayward. Big free agent acquisition by the Boston Celtics. My least favorite team in pro sports, by the way, but had a gruesome injury. I feel terrible for the guy. LeBron, I know you looked like pretty shaken up about it. And you may be worried about your own feet and your own ankle and your own tibia. We have a throne right here in Matt Madness <laughs> Studios. An ottoman in front of it if you want to kick your feet up and sit down and do an episode of Matt Madness Unsanctioned. Uh... The, the throne is waiting for you. The, and the invite is always there. Halo? Piggybacking off of what you said, <laughs> it was a real good game last night. Got a little physical towards the end. Mm -hmm. Somebody's $200 Nike jersey rip. Mm -hmm. Our $30 Matt Madness t-shirts do not do that. They don't. And you can get that at whatamaneuver.net. <laughs> and also Kyle and Elbow t-shirts do not do that as well. And you Correct. can use promo code Matt Madness for 10% off your order. Yes, so get your Matt Madness merch, uh, support the show, uh, support the MVP, the most valuable podcast in the podcast game. I feel like we should get that shirt made at some point. Um, well, that has to take a backseat to the What Is This t-shirt. That's true. I would like to see that one first. Uh, so with that being said, Falls Count Anywhere, check it out. The Perfect Edge, check it out. Throwback Madness, No Mercy 2000. If you listen to the show, if you like the show, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. 
Alo just push some merch so we don't have to do that now. That's what I would do with my fifty dollars. Yeah, buy you some buy merch from that man. Buy some merch from what a maneuver. All onesies. <laughs> I, well, I gotta lay some some groundwork for the onesies. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but that is our show for this week. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermill. Loving it. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop up the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.